Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. And our mission is to empower creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. So today we're going to be discussing three challenges that we've faced building our brands. We're going to dive a little bit more into the comparison game, figuring out who we are as content creators, and figuring out how to deliver value to our audiences. But before we dive into today's episode, let's do our question of the day. Question of the day. <laughs> I, I really need to stop addressing it because I feel like that's going to get really old, but I just it's can't okay. ignore it. I don't, I just, it's Here's so, the jingle. Every time I, it's going to get to the point where I just ignore it. And I, I honestly think that'll be a good time. I think just like let it, cause it'll just seamlessly flow anyway. So my <laughs> question of the day is what one book, movie, or show are you looking forward to? And I can start off with this one. Go ahead. I'm very excited for this one and a little bit of backstory. I'd actually bought tickets to see this before all this craziness went down. And I was planning on seeing it with, a, it, this was like pre, like when it was a big deal, like it hadn't really like started to come over here. Um, and I wanted to go see A Quiet Place. And we were so excited. We were going to this adorable theater in Seattle that I've always wanted to go to. So many people have recommended it to me. Um, and then the day before it got canceled, the stay at home order wasn't in place yet, but like basically they were just taking precautions. Um, like John uh, Krasinski basically announced that he wasn't going to release A Quiet Place until the world calms down a little bit. So then I didn't get to see my movie and then the theater <laughs> closed down because of everything. That's a really sad note to like transition to you on. No, I'm, it's really, I'm really excited for A Quiet Place Part 2. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one. You need to. It's I'm so too scared. Really scary and sad. No, that looks too scary for me. I on, yeah, I honestly don't think you'd like it. I, I just, would probably. I can't. <laughs> it's really sad. It's really sad. Like the entire time I was like holding onto Sam's arm like, oh my god. Yeah, I can barely, I can barely handle the previews. So you know what? I'm just gonna let you and Sam enjoy the movie. I'm just gonna <laughs> chill. Yeah, maybe just don't. <laughs> not, not worth the terror that you would have to face. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, so for me, um, I have two I wanted to share. So the first is um, Stephanie Myers is releasing Midnight Sun on August fourth. Yes. Very excited. Fun He's fact. I've really been promising that for so long, and I'm so excited that, like, years later, after my Twilight fandom is over, is when I know. she's releasing it. She's, like, ready to go. But, yeah, fun fact. In high school, my – it must have been – I think it was junior year. My group of girlfriends and I, like, at lunch, it was – it became, like, a book club, I swear. Like, but – you know, it was when, like, Twilight became super popular, and all of us would read the books and, like, talk about it at lunch. Like, it was, like, a book club. I loved it. So <laughs> Isn't that <cute>. funny? <laughs> I loved Twilight. It was so, like, I remember I had all the posters. Heck, like, I had all the posters, like, hanging in the background. I have, like, YouTube videos of me, like, singing out there with, like, my messy room in the background and my Twilight posters. No one tried to find those, but it's just, like, I loved Twilight. I joked to one of my lifelong friends who I've known since I was a kid. Um, she's helping me plan my bachelorette party right now. And I was joking to her that we should just go to Forks and do the and they call it good. And yes. she was like, I'm going to be sick that weekend. So don't be surprised when I don't show up. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? We, when everything is safe, 
we should take a, a drive and we like I know it's a really long drive yeah. but we should go to Forks I've never been and do a Twilight inspired yes with the apple <laughs> oh my god yes I think that's the kind of content that Instagram needs right now I'm gonna honest. die I'm gonna die <laughs> Stephanie Wires we're here it. to support you Jacob <laughs> I was always oh, Team Jacob. I gotta say, really? Oh yeah, what team are you? Um, I think definitely Team Edward. I was like a classic. What? I knew you. I was like, he is the one. He is but the Jacob one. Jacob is so sweet. He, he is sweet. Her, he he d- cares yeah. About her. <clears throat> I'm so it's, excited. I'm Team Jacob all the way. We can we can fight on that later. But we're gonna have to. We're gonna put that on like the list. Go to Forks. Shoots. I don't. I mean, there has to be. Yeah, I'm sure no, there has to be like great photos. Gorgeous. There's like so many different places that we could shoot. And again, Twilight themed photo shoot. I if we're going there, it's not not happening. We so. just have to. Oh, we can get like wolf t-shirts or yes. like yes, yeah, yeah. Oh my There's God, this lots is we can do. But I'm looking so forward to quarantine being over. Like, this is it. I don't care about anything else. I just want to do this Twilight photo shoot. I was gonna say, girl, like right when we get to phase two, I like looked it up. It's from the governor's website. We we can shoot. You can. It's like one client at a time, and I was like, "That's perfect." Me and Maddie, yes. <laughs> like this is oh it. So I was cracking up. Um, but yeah, so that was my first, and then just a second one, real quick. I have like two I wanted to share. Joe Coy, he's a Filipino American comedian. Um, he has a Netflix special coming out June twelfth. Very excited. I've been watching him. Oh my god, I remember him like. I remember watching him like with my cousins like before you know, he had, like, a Netflix special and stuff, and so, anyways, he's super funny, he just, like, is able, I mean, because he's half Filipino, he, like, talks about Filipino culture, and, like, his mom, I swear, I'm, like, oh, my God, my mom does the same thing, like, I'm dead, <laughs> anyway, so, very excited for that, um, so, yeah, that sounds interesting, he has two Netflix specials already, so, yeah, you could watch the first and the second one, it's pretty okay, funny, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna have you remind me who he is, so that I don't forget, because I will, and you know okay. I will, <laughs> okay, my memory we'll fails me quite often, <laughs> no, all right, okay, you guys, so you'll have to let us know what books, movies, or TV shows you're looking forward to on Instagram, or on our Facebook group, I get lots of questions. I'm going to say this too, like as a plug for the Facebook group, I get lots of DMs every day with like random questions about things that like I would love to answer, but I might like not like my DMs are like inundated, not like necessarily with like people just messaging me, but like with spam stuff, with everything, like, fake accounts yeah. and that kind of stuff, just messaging yeah. me like like brands like messaging me so if there's any place to get in contact with emma and i and ask us a question about building your brand or anything like that is 100 percent the facebook group yeah i think so that's I'm gonna plug that again because i just great. responded to someone's message from like two weeks ago um and even then i can't promise you i will respond <laughs> it's i mean worst especially resp- it's just huh? easy i think it's easier to see it on facebook versus like DMs, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just too many DMs to deal with. If you message us like a question, I love all of you, but I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at DMs. Post it on our Facebook group and we will definitely get to it. I think we've answered most of them same day. So Mm -hmm. if that's a plug, I don't know what, or if that isn't a plug, I don't know what is. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast topic. The three challenges we faced building our brands. 
Yes, and the very first challenge we wanted to talk to you guys about today is the comparison game. So personally, I've struggled with feelings about not growing fast enough, not producing great content, not landing paid opportunities, like everything you can think of under the sun, I have probably experienced that. Oh yeah, right <laughs> and I think with you, girl. Yeah, it's just hard. I, I think one thing that I'm, I, I have to like catch myself when I like, you know, come down on it is like the whole not growing fast enough. Mm -hmm. But like, I realized like over the years that it's like, hey, like I can't, I have to stop criticizing myself about this whole myth about not growing fast enough because I am on my own path. Like I've had to stop, recognize that no one has the same path and like no one has taken my specific path. And so like, Reflecting back on the last couple of years, like, you know, starting my blog in 2014, like I've been working full time the whole time. Mm -hmm. I, I did graduate school for two years on top of the full time job and Which blogging. I'm add again, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. I literally do not know how you did that. I don't like, I can't do this just with my normal life. Like, I feel like I'm falling behind even during quarantine and I don't know how you did it with getting your master's. <laughs> I have no idea. I know I was like, I was called because next month would be a year, you know, I was like, oh my God, it's like June's when, June 2019 is when I graduated. So I was like, it's been a whole year since I haven't like been in school. So it's like, that's crazy that it's already been a year, but yeah, it's like, you know, balancing content creation with working full time, doing grad school for two of those years. And then like life, like we're still normal. Like, I don't know, me and Maddie are not showing how, you know, cleaning bathrooms and doing laundry and whatever, but like, we're yeah, still normal people. See me doing that. I, know. <laughs> I, know, right? I was like, but we're still like normal people who like have lives to maintain, you know? And so it's like, we still have to do laundry on the weekends, like clean our apartments, All work out. Thing. Yeah. I'm you not know? rich enough yet to hire someone to do things for me. <laughs> It's so it's all like, me. well mainly Sam poor guy he does most of the cleaning I'll be honest <laughs> so the best. you have to just like yeah I've just like realized like you know what this is like my path like balancing career balancing school balancing my life like I realized that like content creating content is a segment in my life but it's not my entire life and like realistically I don't I do not dedicate 40 hours a week to creating content realistically, I probably do 15 to 20 hours, um, you know, between like brainstorming, actually shooting, like talking to brands, like that sort of thing. I'd probably say it's more of like my part-time thing, but like mm -hmm. that's been a big one. It's just like, okay, I have to stop comparing myself. I have to stop criticizing myself for not growing fast enough, like, because my life is not just creating content. Like there's this whole other side of me, other facets of me where I spend my energy and my time. And that is totally fine. This is my path. <laughs> oh, for sure. And well, if you think about like even just 15 to 20 hours a week, that's like, that's literally a part-time job. That's like a huge undertaking. I know when I tell people how much time I spend on Instagram, like not just on Instagram, but like on my blog, on like creating content, like it's easily like 15, 20 hours. And that doesn't even count. Like I, Emma, I think when we do photo shoots, it's probably more like on the, Agreed. especially on the like weekend trips where we're doing like, that's essentially like two full days of working. Cause we don't yeah. stop except to do like lunch breaks and stuff like that. Like we're shooting all day, then editing when we get back and, or like you're looking for new places that we're going to go the next day. So like, it's a, it's a huge commitment. And I think like that was a big realization for me too, was that 
there are some people out there that you see growing so quickly. And I, I used to look at that and just say, what the heck am I doing wrong? Why can't I get to that point? And I realized they're doing it full time. Like whether yeah. it be because they had the ability to do it right out of college and they were, you know, fortunate enough to be with their parents. And so they weren't having to do that or, you know, whether enough, whether they're fortunate enough to have a spouse or maybe they just like built their empire like really quickly and they're ready to kind of take that leap. Um, people who have the time to fully dedicate to creating content full time are just bound to grow faster because mm -hmm. they're spending double the amount of time that you are on those goals. Yeah. And I will say like, I don't know if sometimes these things pop up on Instagram. People be like, how much time do you spend on Instagram? How much time do you spend on Instagram? And for me on a daily basis, I spend maybe just an hour and a half. And when I said that I had all these girls messaging me, they're like, girl, I spend four hours a day on this app. I was like four hours. I was like, girl, I cannot spend four hours on. I more, that's like half my work day. Yeah, I can and then, do it. And then you think you're like, oh, wait, like this is your part of your work day though, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. see, and that's what I, like, I don't, I, I just don't know if I could do that, all, frankly, like, I think it would drive me insane, like, I try to be present and be there fully, like, when I do post, because I want to be engaging, I don't want to be, you know, half-assing it, because I'm just, I'm just messaging people just to message people, so I've been trying to reduce my amount of time on Instagram a day to an hour, an mm -hmm. hour, hour and a half, kind of similar to where you're at, because I used to be at, like, two, three, and it was, my mind was just a mush. I, I can't, can't do it. It's just, it's just too much. Yeah, I know. I get that. Um, and another way that I've curbed the comparison game is by reflecting on my previous goals. So it's like, you take a step back and you like evaluate your life and you're like, okay, where is my energy, you know, being spent? Oh, I have work. I have life. I have this. Okay. Yeah. Like realistically, this is the time for content creation. But like with that, you also have to think about like, what goals have you set for yourself? So like I mentioned, like content creation and blogging is a part of my life, um, but it's not my only career. And like, I'm one of those people who do five-year plans. Like I know people criticize them, but like, I think for me, just like, criticizes them. I there's a lot of, I, I don't know. People are like at work have just been like, Hey, like I never follow this, like blah, blah, blah. But for me, I think it helps me visualize like what I want to Yeah. It's nice achieve. to conceptualize. Can I do it? Probably not. <laughs> like, do I wish I could? Yes. <laughs> so, but for me, like looking at, and I did, I like wrote like my high level five-year plan, like out of college, you know? And so, um, at least like in the past five years, like my big career goals were to go to graduate school, be promoted, and find a business function that was a better fit for me. And so I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I got to do all those things. Like I did finish graduate school. I did go through like a big promotion process and cycle and like got through that in six months. And then like at the time when I was setting those goals, I was like so kind of frazzled in the different jobs I was working because my first year I was in sales. My second year I was in finance and I was not happy in either function. I was like, okay, I need to find like a business function where I don't feel like I'm drowning because like in finance, I was like, I can't do this. Like, not that I couldn't yeah, do it, no. but it was just so dry. I was like, I can't do this. Um, for everyone. 
Yeah. And so I kind of look back and I was like, oh my God, the goals that I set myself set for myself, like I was very clear on my career goals, but I wasn't as clear with my blogging goals. Like I did want to focus on MS edition. I did want to grow it and I got to do those things, but I did not like set super clear goals early on. But now like five years later, it's like great for all the experience and all that stuff. I think I have a better understanding of what I want to do, you know, so I can set clear, better goals for like what I want with Emma's edition and the podcast. I love that. See, that's what I'm fortunate enough to have like Sam, who is like forever my champion. Like he literally is constantly reminding me like anytime because the comparison game like really sucks. Like I, (laughs) I do it like way too often and I've been getting a lot better, honestly, especially in like the last year, I'd say is when I've really started to kind of turn around the way I think about it using, you know, these techniques. But, um, Sam is just constantly reminding me of the milestones that I've achieved. I um, recently have been on the explore page pretty frequently, which is the coolest thing ever. Like I got, it's so cool seeing so many new faces and so many people, you know, inspired by your work. And uh, Sam mentioned or mentioned to me today, cause I just hit uh, 33. He mentioned, uh, he remembered when I hit 10 and how excited I was about that. Cause that was like 10 K was such, I mean, 10 K is a huge deal. It's a huge so deal. And yeah. he said, look how quickly you grew from that. And like, look how many people are starting to, you know, like look at your work and be inspired by your work. And was also just saying, you know, look how much you've improved. If you look at my, <laughs> look at my photography skills way back with it, <laughs> not as good, not as good the kind of content, not as good, but it's grown like with me and over time and kind of looking back on what I thought were going to be these big accomplishments and seeing you know, the things that I've done, heck, you've been featured in Forbes. Like that is so cool. You know, like we're doing really cool stuff. I am proud of us. We're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Nice to like, I just think back to what, what Maddie would have been thinking a few years ago, especially because my self-esteem probably wasn't the highest back then. And it's just, it's so cool to think that I think she'd be proud of me. I think past Emma would be proud of you. I know. It's going to create, yeah. Like looking back from five years ago, I was just like, completely different headspace with everything and it's like now I like look back I'm like that's crazy to like hit these milestones you know so it's also important to take take a step back and like not only like look at the goals that you set but then like look at the milestones that you've hit so I think that's super important too so yeah so a third way I've also stopped my you know, stop myself from like spinning on the comparison game is to reflect on what my idea of success is And so I feel like for me, like the idea, like actually setting my idea of success, I probably kind of hit this realization probably in 2018. In 2018, I was, I think around like 15 to 18 K. And for me, I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Like, what is my idea of success? Because I, you can always chase a number. You know what I mean? Because like, it's you hit, be, like it's never going to be high enough. Like there's yeah. celebrities that are going to be in the millions, and you're it's just impossible. Because like even if you are an A-list celebrity, get you like you're you know there's going to be somebody else. There's yeah, like there's yeah, someone. and so one of the things like a couple of questions like that I had to like help you think about like what your idea of success is 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 success a following number is success sharing with someone, you know, a blogging or content creation lesson or idea is success inspiring someone to create. And so 
like for me it was like okay success of following number no like I don't think that's like a following number and then I evolved to like that's like your main goal that's really just not it's it's so it's so it's so demotivating if that's your if that's your motivation because you're really just never going to get to the point that you ideally would if that's the only thing that you're chasing after and that's what you consider success it's going to be really difficult to achieve yeah and one thing that I realized over the years is that there are people with bigger following numbers than me but still don't understand the business side of the influencer industry and are still not making money. So I'm like, oh my God, you, you could have 50,000 followers, but there are girls out there. I've seen up to a hundred thousand, not understand the business side of the influencer industry and not make any money from it. Exactly. Which is and it's also like the smart aren't the ones just chasing after high follower numbers they are the ones chasing the people that can tell a story and actually resonate with their audience. Brands aren't like if brands are chasing numbers, I think they're really starting to get away from that. I think in the beginning numbers was like a big deal for a lot of people. But as you look at the, the influencer marketing trends, it's really leaning toward micro influencers because those are the people that have the, not, not in every case, but more often than not are the people who have the deepest connections with their audience are the people who can tell a story, are the people whose audience trusts them and is excited to see their content. Like those are the kinds of influencers that brands are looking to build connections with. And if you're looking to, you know, like if, if success looks like a number to you, you know, it, that might not always kind of fulfill what you're looking to get long-term out of the platform or just out of what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, just really taking a step back and like, think about what your success metric or your line or whatever that is, is. And so like for me early on, I realized that success would be defined by helping others. So if I help just one person with a blog post or an Instagram post, I would consider that piece of content successful, regardless of the number of likes, saves, whatever, right? Like if I produce something that like helps another person think about something differently or gives them the confidence to try a different pose in front of the camera or gets them excited about like a new place in Seattle, like that to me, I would say is my success. So. Oh, for sure. And you do so well at that too. Like you provide so much cool content that people can really like resonate with and can easily follow. I read your blog posts all the time because <laughs> they're very helpful to me. For me, I think success is for sure the third question that you asked, which is inspiring someone to create content. Cause I, I've talked about it on previous episodes. I know I have, but I cannot express how much it means to me when my photo inspires someone else. When someone uses hashtag MadCrayCreate or when someone tags me on their photo, genuinely, I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. <laughs> it's the coolest feeling in the world seeing someone create something super cool based off of something that you may have thought of. Somebody tagged me in something the other day that uh, she said was inspired by me and it was this cool painting around her lens and it was it was inspired by what I did but it wasn't a copy. It was a unique take on it and that was such a cool thing to see because it's just it's I, I just can't explain it. That feeling is so cool and fo- pivoting my focus to like having that be my idea of success. Like yes I keep an eye on my metrics. Yes I keep an eye on everything else but I've realized like focusing on that has not only brought me so much more happiness in this like blogging universe but it's also just I I feel like people can tell that I'm genuinely excited about everything I do everything I post and I think that resonates with people which is super cool to see it's my favorite and I love it yeah and I will say like even with this 
with our perspective of success, because some people will probably say like, well, like my goal is to like make a living. Like I have to make a certain amount of money. And I was like, no, 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 no. You sh- you can still have financial goals. Like mm-hmm. if this is what you want to be your business, absolutely. You should be writing your financial goals quarterly, annually, weekly, you know, so like whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. I'm like laughing over here because I'm like, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the rainy day fund stage where I've, I'm trying to just check in on my finances, make sure I got a rainy day fund set up, makes me feel good. I'm yes. not like, I'm getting so much better at my finances, which makes me happy, but I, I'm not at the quarterly budget stage yet. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was going to say like, it was taking me again, like the last five years of my life, I feel like I've grown so much financially, mentally, like everything, like, but yeah, which I didn't realize until I was like, oh my God, five years have just like gone by, like what the heck just happened? Anyways. Um, fly by in your 20s, I swear. I swear. Just, past 21, it's all a blur. I was like, whoa, what just happened? But anyways, I was going to say like, you can still, like you said, like, look at your metrics. Cause I do get excited when I personally like looking at metrics. Like that's one of the things that I like get so jazzed about, you know, when I see, you know, just things performing well. And then like, but what I've realized like over the past couple of years, it's like, yeah, I don't have the biggest following out there. And it's like, and I've really taken the time to like deliver like value, like my life lessons, my blogging lessons to, to others. But I've also seen like the financial success of that because in turn brands are seeing that like people are genuinely engaged in your content. Like mm-hmm. when the Forbes article came out, I was like shocked at the number of people messaging me who've been like, I've been following you for so long. I remember when you started grad school, like, I feel like I'm Aww. celebrating this with you. And I was like, holy, like, I don't know how you even, you can't quantify that. No, you know, that in, so cool. I know it's I was like, a cool sense of community. That is crazy. I was like, I was just shocked about the number of girls who, who messaged me. And I was like, yeah, like, I really would rather have this, like a community that has been with me, like, even if they're just joining on, right. But they genuinely like care. And when you hit those milestones, they celebrate that with you, you know? So it's so, so yeah. cool. I completely agree. I think like, yeah, you got to pay attention to the metrics for the brands and it's just like, it's, it's just part of growing your brand and like being, you know, but like really like the true value and like what you define success as is where you're going to find your happiness. If you're able to find something that like brings you happiness from your platform and consider that success, that focus is going to make you infinitely happier than if you determine success as hitting a certain follower count. Yeah. Yes. So if you guys are feeling frustrated and comparing yourself to others, there's a few different questions that Emma and I like to ask ourselves to kind of think back and reflect a little bit more. So one, what negative feelings emerge when you compare yourself? Two, where do you think these negative feelings are coming from? Three, what does your life look like in the last year, the last three or five years? Four, What has your career, personal, and creative path looked like? Five, what goals did you set last year, the last three or five years? And six, how do you define success? I think the answers to all of these questions can really help you think, okay, I want to go away. It's, it's, it's an easy positive negative. If you want to get away from the negative thoughts, try to focus less on the things that 
don't bring you as much joy. Can you avoid them as like all the time? Not necessarily. Again, metrics aren't necessarily the most fun thing to look at. It's cool when people are excited and engaging with your content, but I know I've gone through a lot of ups and downs with that. I've tried different things and when they don't work, it's a really bad feeling. And when they work, it's a great feeling, but starting to focus on the things that do bring you joy and start to define your levels of success based off of the things that bring you the most joy and the things that really excite you about your future with building your brand. Yeah. And like the questions about like actually taking the time to think about what has happened in your life, you know, the last year, three years, five years, like both in career and personal and creative. Like, I think it's so important to do that because like, one, you have to like be nicer to yourself. Like you're Mm -hmm. doing a lot. Like I've had just, you know, every type of girl under the sun, like, you know, new moms messaged me, like asking me, you know, for advice on like how to grow faster and, you know, them opening up saying like, Hey, it's really hard to balance this with motherhood. And I'm like, girl, you're, you're grazing a human. Yeah. You literally you're like, what are you talking being that you were caring for? I was like, wait, what? Like, listen, I just have to care for myself, my dog Boone, like, Booney. you know, like we're all good. Like make sure Brandon's, you know, snacking with me. Like that's it. And I'm literally like, okay, what, like, girl, you're literally, you have a human life completely dependent on you, like, of course, you're not going to have eight hours a day to create, like, you can't expect yourself to create, you know what I mean, like, I'm like, wait, what, you gotta, you gotta be a little nicer to yourself, but, like, definitely take the time to think about, like, what's happened, you know, because in that way, when you do define success, and you do plan your goals for the next, whatever, year, three years, five years, it's like, hey, here's the conscious things I'm going to do differently, you know, so, so I don't, I don't know. So you, you, you feel like you are making those incremental, um, steps, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, hopefully so those questions help. Realize how much you've grown. Like I look back and anytime I look back on my past feed, I start to feel a little bit better because like I said, I love when I can inspire someone else to create. And I look back at some of the last like two years worth of photos that I took. And some of those really just weren't inspiring to me. And so it's cool to see how far I've come and how a lot of the content that I'm creating is inspiring to me, makes me excited, makes me excited to post content when I do. And seeing that progress is really fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. So the second challenge we face building our brands is developing a clear idea of who we are and what type of content we're going to create. So it's probably funny that like we're talking about about this and we're like, this is the content creators podcast. We're telling you how to (laughs) figure your brand out because it's like, hey, we, I guess part of that too is like, we literally like went through this exercise and it's been like a process for us to figure it out. And so um, it's been a process. So I'm excited to cover this. different point in the process because it took me years to figure yeah I'm with you so when I started my blog and Instagram in 2014 I was in my senior year of college and I started seeing like these fashion bloggers and I started seeing Instagram and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be a fashion blogger (laughs) (laughs) on the side on the side with my corporate career and so I always have loved fashion I've always loved styling um and then but then like the first two years out of school like yes, I have this love and I had this blog. I like barely put any energy towards my blog. Like my blog was really put on the back burner because I was trying to find stability in my corporate career. So like, like I mentioned, I was in sales my first year living in California. My second year, I moved back up to Washington, work, 
worked in aerospace and I was in finance, which was, a, I didn't even major in finance. And so for, for two, first two years, I was like, what am I doing, you guys? Like, so it's like, how am I supposed to have creative energy when I'm just like trying to not drown throughout the day? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that makes no sense. So I like cannot come down on myself like that. But then in 2016, I was like in a more stable place. Like I decided that I would start taking blogging Instagram more seriously. But then like, I also realized that fashion just became like a really saturated niche, which is fine. There's lots of saturated niches out there. You can still always differentiate. But for me, like personally, I was started trying to figure out other ways I could stand out. And so I decided personally that I would lean into the career content because I, I mean, I've been balancing a creative and corporate career, you know, for the last five years. And at the time for the first two years out of school. Um, and I remember I created this blog post on time management and I was so nervous to post it. Cause I was Aww. like, Oh my God. Cause I was like, who's going to listen to me about time management. But <laughs> I was like, I wanted to like talk about my career. And so I posted it. I sent it to my sister. She was like, no, that was a good post. She's like, I, you know, you do exercises that I've never, I didn't even know you do these, you do these types of time management things or whatever. And so that kind of gave me the confidence and I ended up incorporating career content for two years on my blog. Um, so like some of the topics I talked about, I talked about how to find a mentor, how to manage your manager, um, firsthand experience of having a micromanager when I first graduated mm. um, and so much more. Um, but then in 2018, I don't, again, I feel, well, it's probably like end of 2017, I started sharing my blogging journey with my audience, like literally sharing my IG tips, like the lessons I started learning, working with brands and asking for my value. And then I realized that I love sharing posing tips. I can still point back to the blog posts where I realized I was like, oh, like the posing tips, like this is something that I think is going to work for me. Um, I think it was spring 2017, I wrote a blog post called how to pose like a fashion blogger, 12 poses you can try. And like, this is like way back in the day, I didn't even have like my business, um, my business account on Pinterest. I just have like a, my regular Pinterest account, mm -hmm. which I barely touched. And I pinned some of those photos. And then I was like, oh my God, why is this like that blog post trafficked so well for me. And, and then I realized, I was like, oh my God, I really should be sharing like posing tips, like where to shoot around Seattle. Like that was like the type of stuff I, w I really loved. And so I decided to stop talking about career content. It's like, still have a full-time job guys, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not interested <laughs> in talking about it. I was like, it's way more fun to talk about Instagram old places, like traveling, finding places, like sharing that whole process of content creation, um, and still getting to incorporate fashion. So for me, I was like, this literally took years. Like I was talking about completely different things like three years ago, but it's just like, yeah, it took all that time. But now that I have like a clear idea of like who I am, what I like to talk about, like we launched the podcast, like again, more on content creation, I'm so much happier. But at the same time, I'm also open like in five years from now, if there's something completely random that comes up and I'm just so excited about it, like I'll figure that pivot, you know, like I pivoted at a courier. I think it was fine. Like no one freaked out. I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to panic next time you pivot. I'm going to message you and just what's say no. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm panicking right now. I don't think you can do this anymore. <laughs>
<laughs> no, I won't do that. I promise. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly pivoting is like, it's a never ending journey. I agree. I, who knows in a few years, in a few months, I could end up pivoting. I think I'm really just focused on, like, I focused on a lot of different things. I think the underlying passion for me has always been photography and creating cool content, but it's so interesting to see because at first I, the content I was creating was really just driven toward what I saw other people doing. I saw Tezza and JC Marie Smith having a lot of success creating these cool travel photos and like unique, like almost modeling photos. And I tried to, you know, like model myself after that for a while. Then I realized, you know, I need to focus more on my blog. So I started putting out just like the most random content. There really wasn't a rhyme or reason to it. Please don't go back in my blog archives because it just probably makes no sense. There was really really no direction there. And like, I really focused on my Instagram and then I started pivoting to things that excited me. And especially recently, I've been posting these different photo shoot ideas that you can try at home, but also just creative photos in general. And I have never been happier with the content that I'm putting out there. I get so excited every single day when I'm getting ready to post a photo. It's like a whole ceremony for me. I go through the full thing, but I, I just, I look back on when I was creating, you know, like the typical fashion blogger content that you kind of mentioned at the beginning, I used to do that a lot, um, but I wasn't standing out in any way. You know, I, I just kept trying to do what I saw other people doing and saw that it was successful for them. And I kept trying to copy that and it just didn't work. And now I'm just creating and it's resonating with people and it's super cool and I love it. <laughs> so that is definitely going to be a focus for me for the years coming coming forward coming the year the coming yeah years, never mind <laughs> I was gonna say like even like last year I remember us talking and I was like girl like your photography is like that's like one of your core brand like it's we I guess at, at work we call it a key competent key competency where it's like that's not like other people cannot replicate what you do with your if that makes any sense like your photography is like such a key skill if that, oh, like, yeah. if that makes any sense. And I remember just seeing, I was like, you should lean into this <laughs> and you have. And I was like, I think it's really worked working out well, you know? So, but, Thank it, you. but know, you have to, it really is just leaning into the things that get you excited and the things that you love. And like, I, I mean, I look at myself and like, I, it's, it's hard not to compare. Like, obviously that's not, we don't want to, that's the whole point of this like podcast. It's just like, it's, it's, you know, I, I just think about like when I am comparing myself exactly the point of like this second point, you know, what, what do I want to create and what do I want to put out there? And when I spend my energy focusing on what I want to put out there and who my brand is, that's genuinely brings me so much joy because I look at the content that I've created, how far I've come. And I am just it's just, I, I'm literally smiling right now. I'm just so, it makes me happy. And like, it makes me so happy to see, you know, like, that's why I love, you know, surrounding myself with other people that are just as excited about their content and are also putting out cool content. Like every single time I see you post, I'm like, yes, Emma. <laughs> I get so excited for you because I feel like we just build each other up and it's just really cool to see. And again, if you guys haven't done the post-it positive challenge, I need to do that. But <laughs> you know, like Next being thing. around people that inspire you to continue testing yourself and figuring out who your brand is, is also just super helpful. Yes. So a few tips, if you are trying to figure out who you are, um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think we're going to just 
ask these three questions so that you can get a better and clearer idea of what you can ask yourself. One, what topics make you super excited to talk about? If you couldn't hear the smile in my voice, <laughs> I <would laughs> smile every time I like talking about content creation. Two, what niches have you already tested or what niches do you want to test for your brand? Kind of goes back to, I tried fashion blogging, didn't work. So did Emma. She also tried career blogging. I was like, literally talked about career and it's like, mm, okay, I'm not as excited about this. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't excite you, don't talk. That's the whole point. You're supposed to be excited about what you post about. So focus on the things that you love. And then number three, what is your audience responding to? And you know, if you do a good job of building up this community that loves you and like is sharing your journey with you, just like Emma's community does, just like my community does. Um, Emma gave a really great example of when she posted her Forbes blog post and everyone kind of rallied around her saying how excited they were. You know, your audience connects with you. They can tell when you're excited about something that you're posting about different levels of content. And if your audience is rallying around certain types of content, maybe just try putting out more of that content and seeing how it goes. Yes. And I will say too, like, as you figure out who you are, like, know that you don't have to be just one thing. I think like Maddie and I are great examples of that. Like in my content, like, yes, I don't talk about like the, I don't only how to explain that. Like my sole purpose is not to tell you like my favorite high waisted jeans or whatever, but like I'm still wearing my favorite high waisted jeans, but I'm also showing you like how to pose in them, like where to wear them out to if that makes sense. It's like you can still integrate your passions together, right? Like I think for yeah, the most it part, have to just be one thing. Yeah, I think it'd be boring if it was. And if you can talk about one thing, oh my gosh, so much easier, like way to go, girl, like yeah, do it. super clear image. I know I'm not, I look at some of the people, I'm like, wow, if I just had like one topic, like you could just create content on that one topic. But for me, I was like, I really do enjoy talking about the whole content creation process. And for me, the whole content creation process is finding the photo shoot location, is styling the outfit, is figuring out the post, you know what I mean? Like that is my whole process. So, um, yeah, don't feel like, cause that's one thing I've gotten. They're like, how am I supposed to just like pick one I thing focus on one? I'm too all over the place to focus on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> cause like for you, it's like, we mix, well, for both of us, we mix travel food. Like we mix all of that. Like it really is like lifestyle, but for us, our lens is the content creation lens. If that mm -hmm. makes any sense, how we incorporate food into our photos, you know, like, exactly. I don't, don't like, really, I don't, I don't think Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say, I like, I, it's so hard for me because I've tried to just fit into one. I've tried to just post about one thing. Cause I think that's, you know, obviously you should focus and you should narrow down on what your, what your main, really what you want to focus on with your messaging, but that doesn't necessarily mean just one thing. I can't talk about just one thing. If I, if I feel like I'm not posting something or sharing part of my story because I it's just not part of my brand. That doesn't, that all, that doesn't feel like part of my brand. My brand feels like sharing these experiences with people. If I felt like I couldn't post about my wedding, that'd be weird, you know, like yeah. this is my life. So mm -hmm. exactly from a content creation lens, like I talk about like mental health, even though it's, it might be a creative photo. I talk about it there in my caption and I talk about it in my stories. And I think it's okay to tell a story with your blog and with your mission and just kind of encompass everything in that. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like, especially if you're seeking to build a personal brand like us, like, yes, we have, like, yes, I, you know, we have our business or businesses, but at the same time, like 
we're using our personal brand, right, to, like, develop relationships with people, like, grow that, and so, like, you're still human, and you can talk about other things, and so just, like, wanting to throw that out there, I don't ever want someone to feel like, oh my god, like, the only way I can be successful is if I just talk about one thing, which is not the truth, because it's, like, yeah, I, like, think back, and I'm, like, I integrate I integrate like, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I think Maddie knows. Like, I'm a pretty big foodie. Like, I love food and going out to eat. But the way, yeah. I, the way I integrate it is, like, I talk about, and I'm always inspired by, like, restaurants with great aesthetic. Like, not just great food, right, but, like, a great aesthetic. Like, oh my God, like, I can totally integrate that in there and, like, talk about the Instagramable places. Like, I can highlight the food. I can highlight, you know, this pink restaurant. Like, there's just, like, so many ways to do it. So, atmosphere is everything (laughs) I I love cute restaurants I'm all about cute restaurants I'd love to start one one day but the logistics are just over my head (laughs) one day we'll see maybe one day all right guys so the last challenge we wanted to share with you guys that we face building our brands is delivering value to our audience so again when I started my fashion blog in 2014 as a senior in college I thought I was just going to talk about styling tips and seasonal trends but then like I, I as I mentioned above like I realized there's two things one there's already a lot of fashion bloggers out there sharing this type of content which is great like if you're one of those bloggers girl like keep going keep doing your do thing it. like do what you need to do but for me it was I realized that like I didn't just want to talk about fashion, which is why I experimented with creating content in courier and travel and posing tips and then realizing it was all about content creation. But it really did take me two to three years to figure out what my audience was responding to. Um, One of the things, what ended up happening with my journey as I was like trying to figure out blogging was I was listening to the pro blogger podcast and he was saying like you have to completely flip blogging on its head like people think blogging is this is what I'm doing this is me 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 this is you know what I'm eating this is what I'm whatever and it's like no actually like you might be sharing those things but you always have to keep your audience in mind and you have to think about how you're helping your audience and so for me, like, again, it took me a few years, but I figured out that sharing the content creation process, so the posing tips, the Instagram all places, the lessons I've learned blogging, like, that was what was directly helping my audience, but it was also balanced with, I genuinely, like, love sharing stuff like this with people. Like, again, I big sister people. I'm always like, well, let's think about this. Like, we could think about it like this. We could think, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I figured figured out that people like loved that type of content and at the same time I loved sharing it and so that's what I you know I realized I was like oh wow this is how I'm actually helping my audience that's the sweet spot man when you finally find what you love and what your audience loves and it's just the best feeling again I I also want to bring this up too it's a little bit to the last point but um in terms of like finding your niche I know for me, it was really discouraging because people, every single podcast I listened to, every single book I read about blogging told me that I need to find my niche. And I know how discouraging that is because I was like, I am trying, (laughs) I am trying to find my niche. I keep posting to figure out like what works. I keep trying different things to figure out what works and I just can't find my niche. And if you're at that point in your content creation process, don't 
give up. Don't just keep posting because that's how, like, that's how Emma and I found ours is we, you know, pivoted to all these different things. And then to the point of this, this point delivering value to your audience, when you can find that sweet spot of where you genuinely enjoy putting out the content and your audience genuinely enjoys seeing it and you can deliver that value to them, it's such a great feeling and you feel so accomplished and it's so cool. And, you know, just figure out what that value is and figure out what you what you want to offer. And for me, it's, I mean, just goes back to that content creation process that Emma was talking about, you know, is when people can create content based off of the content that I'm putting out there. And that's just, that's such a cool feeling. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so again, like value to an audience, like, like defining your success, you can also define what that means, right? Because some people, they deliver value to their audience by sharing styling tips like here are the 30 basics you need in your wardrobe and here's how you mix it up like there's people out there who genuinely look for that content you know like i the, you know the capsule wardrobe that makes sense and then for others like delivering value to their audience like if you're like a plant instagram influencer yes they are out there because millennials love plants you know <laughs> your value could be sharing like how to keep your plants healthy or like what plants work best for apartments with, with um, little sunlight. And because again, there's people out there who are looking for that type of content. It's like, you almost have to like be open and you have to test like what your audience responds to. Cause there's just things like that. Cause like, if you had told, I mean, yeah, like if you had told me and Maddie four years ago that we would have started a podcast about how to create content, I would be like, huh? like, I'm, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to yeah. figure out how to create content. Like, I am not there. I would be looking for something like this. And I was, right? Like, I was looking for podcasts that talked about blogging, um, which were helpful. But it was funny because it was like, gosh, like, there's not really resources out there that actually talk about the production part of creating content, which is like what we're trying to do. So anyways, yes, just like you define how to deliver value and like your audience will tell you, they will literally comment, they'll message you, they'll like your post. Like they will tell you when something has helped them. I know oh, I yeah, do, right? Is, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. And can I share my new favorite niche that I found? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I just brought it up when you, it came to mind when you brought up plants because <laughs> my friend who, I'll share the process of how I got there. My friend who loves plants also got me addicted to this new niche, which is Animal Crossing. <laughs> my sister says she sees you play. I'm dead. Yeah, she added me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's Have you gone to her island? Uh, no, I haven't gone to her island yet. I need to. I'm a little embarrassed with how uh, much I'm on there. I do see her on there pretty frequently. Too, no, so she, she loves Animal Crossing. I'm just, we need first to of visit all, each other's islands. I need to <laughs> share some resources. I know. She's like, she I sold turnips today. Items. I was like, turnip? What are you talking about? And she goes, that's what you do. You like oh my sell. God, don't even get me started on the turnips. It's, just, <laughs> it's really like the stock market and it's the most frustrating thing ever. I've stopped buying them. It's not worth it. Anyways. Wait, my sister was saying that. I was like, well, she was explaining it to me and I was like, hey, I was so excited. I was like, you are learning the basics of investing in the stock market. And then she was like, okay, no, I don't want to do that yet. And I was like, yeah. she was like, don't, 
I'm not ready. I want to talk about turnips, and I'm like, oh my god, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm right there with her, though. It's not worth it. I gotta say, like, it's it's just not. It's like you buy a bunch of turnips, and at like most times, nine times out of ten, you can maybe increase your price per turnip by like twenty bucks. But like, is it worth it? Or sorry, twenty. Oh my god. I'm it's forgetting the, the, the currency. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I remember. <laughs> 20, bells. 20 bells. You can add, like, normally, sometimes it'll sell for, like, 400 bells, and that's awesome, but that's, like, how rare is that? And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, not to get <laughs> off topic, but <laughs> that niche is honestly so, I've followed a bunch of Animal Crossing accounts. It's highly it's so cool. engaged. And the Facebook groups, my sister talks to me about the Facebook groups. I'm like, oh my god, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> there's all these like trading communities. Also, did I hear Booney in the background with his donut? He just squeaked. <gasps> Little squeakers. He's so oh my funny. god, I miss Booney. I've only He's... seen him one time in my life, but I need to see him more. He can be the uh, he can be the Jacob in our in our <laughs> Twilight photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, it can be that. <laughs> it's gonna be a beautiful Boom. photo shoot. Anyway, not to get off topic, but yeah, <laughs> find your niche, find what delivers value to your audience. If you love Animal Crossing, start an Animal Crossing account. I would love to see it. DM me, I'll follow you. <laughs> I love to see that Animal Crossing content. It would truly deliver value to me, your audience, because I love seeing people's islands and what they do. You probably wouldn't want to see mine. It's not that pretty. I'm working on it. Anyway, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed hearing some of the challenges that we've faced building up our brand and hopefully we were able to shed some light on our creative careers. However, before we wrap up today's podcast episode, we are going to leave you with one bonus tip, which is our friendly reminder that, oh, this is really cute. I haven't read this yet. Emma wrote Oh, you this. haven't read it? Aww, <laughs> cute. Okay. <laughs> it's a friendly reminder that you are enough. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Oh it's my so gosh. cute. But it's true you really are it's like so easy to feel like you're failing especially when you first start out and you first start building your brand but you have to remember that your experiences your talents what you're bringing to your blog business instagram are enough like it's so easy to get just wrapped up to say i'm not doing enough that other person's doing better to compare yourself i i struggle with this still it's not i don't think it's ever something that goes away but i think it's just something that it's a voice that starts to get quieter and quieter as you go on as you find the things that you're passionate about. I've started just to feel so excited to post a photo and not necessarily thinking about the numbers because I'm, I'm just excited to post that content. Like the numbers aren't the first thing that come to mind anymore. And if you had told me that two years ago, I would not have, I would not have thought I could get there. So just keep trying, keep putting out content that you love. You are enough. Yes. This girl. And then, yeah, like I think a big thing my friend told me when I first started building, well, even like two years, like 2018, I'd say like, I remember she, my friend, we were walking green, like, and she was like, hey, just like, wanted to give you a heads up. Like, I know you're feeling down about blogging and you're like trying to figure out like how you charge and like how people are making money. And like, this is all really confusing, but like, just like, this is, you are not just your Instagram account. She was just like, kept saying that. She's like, you're not your following number. She's like, you are more than that. You are more than enough. Like you do this, you do that. You're, you're a great friend. You know, I was just like, oh my God, like you have to remember that. And especially when you are in, you know, the influencer world, like it's, there's numbers everywhere. You open up the app and you see them, num- you know what I mean? You see the numbers of posts, see the numbers of likes, see the number, you're like, it's all like numbers, 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 but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like 
value that is not what your value is as a person so friendly minor you are enough comparison game is so real and it's so it's so frustrating but it's just you're right like you're more than that you're more than just instagram you're more than just your blog you're a kiss ass boss babe kiss ass <laughs> kick ass <laughs> You get to work toward that subject. It works. I mean, if you no, you are a kick-ass boss, babe. Let me let that just show like how wired I am on coffee right That's now. So funny. My brain isn't making any sense. It's all good. All right. Well, kick-ass boss, babe, and I leave it at that. That is my final word. <laughs> Yes. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. We'd also love to connect with you on Instagram at the Content Creatives Podcast, our personal Instagrams at Emma's Edition and at Mad Cray. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode and let us know what you guys want us to dive into next. We'll see you next time. Love all you kiss-ass boss babes out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>